0: Hello everybody and welcome to this week's edition of the Cubs Corner Podcast. My name is Anthony Pasquale and I'd like to apologize for the lack of podcasts lately. I've had a little bit of trouble getting them uploaded and I've also been a little bit too busy to record, but I'm going to get right back on track here. Once again, this is the Cubs Corner Podcast presented by Cubs HQ. And currently the Cubs are in action in their final game against the Atlanta Braves, game four of a four-game series. The Cubs won the first game, lost the next two, and are currently down 6-3 to in the bottom of the fourth inning against the Atlanta Braves' Tyler Chatwood on the mound for the Cubs. But that's not the biggest story about the pitching staff today. The biggest story about the pitching staff is the fact that Craig Kimbrell, The closer that many fans in the front office wanted all offseason, all the way up up through the draft in June. The Cubs signed him. The Cubs got him stretched out, ready to go. He made four or five appearances in Iowa. The Cubs said, "All right, this guy's ready to go. They bring him up to the big league club today, and he can make his debut for the Cubs today against his former team, the Atlanta Braves. Great story for the Cubs. Big boost to the bullpen to stretch out the rest of the guys. Strope goes back to his comfortable 8th inning role. c a hybrid 7th, 8th inning, high leverage guy. Then Brandon Kinsler and Carl Edwards Jr., when he returns, kind of slates back. The bullpen becomes so much deeper, and I think it's interesting Jesse Rogers brought up that the Cubs now have a deeper pitching staff than they do offense, which I think is interesting since that's never really been the case in the Theo Epstein era. But once again, this episode is going to be a special episode, no guests. But I did take questions online via Twitter and Snapchat from friends and followers. So let's get right into some of the questions that the fans listening to this podcast have. James Lean asked three questions. The first, do you think the Cubs have the depth to go deep this year? Well, it's a very interesting question. I think... On paper, it looks like they do, but when you look at the stats and some of the more complex numbers, I don't know if they have the offensive depth to go deep this year. Addison Russell's really been struggling. David Bode isn't an everyday player, I don't think. Albert Almora, I want to say he is, but he hasn't looked like it. Then Daniel Descalso, Carlos Gonzalez, the veteran guys who are supposed to put together good at-bats, have batting averages close to 2 or below 2, so they've really been scuffling. I don't think Schwarber's the guy for the leadoff spot either. So their offense does have a lot of question marks. I think the pitching staff is plenty deep enough. You know, you got Lester. You got Hamels, Hendricks, once he comes back from the DL. Or IL, I should say. Then you got Quintana and Darvish, who haven't been great, but aren't bad for a 4-5 and five in any rotation. And like I just mentioned, with Kimbrell coming in, the bullpen is a lot more bolstered. You got a lot more options. You can shuttle guys from AAA back up to fill those kind of eat-inning spots, whether it be the guys there, maybe a Brad Brock, Tyler Chatwood, Mike Montgomery, Dylan Maples from Iowa, Tony Barnett. They got a lot of options out of the pen. And then, of course, you got Adbert Alzali, who in his first two appearances has only given up two hits. He's been stellar in his first two outings with the Chicago Cubs and looks like a guy that could be the staple, a staple on the pitching staff for the future. So I think they do have the depth pitching-wise. I think the names are there offensively, but they might not have exactly what they need going forward. Next question is, what big moves can the Cubs make to take them there, as in deep in the playoffs? Well, I'll tell you this. The guy that I've wanted for the Chicago Cubs and the guy that I think they should go after, I'm not sure if they will. Jeff Passett seems to think that they will not. But here, here's what I think. I think the Cubs should go after Whit Merrifield. Second baseman, he can fill in the innings that Russell, Descalso, and Bodie, whoever else have been struggling to eat up. Plays good defense, gets on base a lot, can fill in the top-of-the-order threat. He's got an over 300 batting average, I believe, and he steals a ton of bases. That's exactly what you want in a leadoff man. That'd be better than Dexter Fowler was, and that'd be perfect for this Cubs team. Because then you got Bryant, Rizzo, Baez, Contreras. Right after that, your big run producers. Then Schwarber, who can also hit the long ball, maybe falls into the 6th or 7th spot. Jason Hayward, who's quietly having one of the best months of his life there, too. And then you don't have to constantly put in a Russell or a Bodie or a Descalso. Then you can kind of platoon those guys. And then there's your 8th guy in that order, whether it be an outfielder like Gonzalez for a day or Elmore for a day or you go into the second base plenty that you have and, and start Descalso maybe against a righty or Russell or Bodie. You can sprinkle Bodie around third, maybe the outfield as well. Just getting a second baseman, maybe not as high caliber as Whit Merrifield, but somebody who could set the table. A second baseman like that, or maybe it's bringing up Robel Garcia from the minors, but just adding that gives this lineup so much more depth. And I think... Similar to the Kimbrell move, that's exactly what you have to try to do if you're the Cubs. And then finally, James asked, what moves do you want to see in the offseason? Well, I'll tell you this. I want to see the Cubs go out and get a leadoff hitter. I don't know if it's somebody in the system. I don't know when Hap's coming up to the minors or if he'll up from the minors or if he'll be used as a trade piece. I don't know if Zobris is going to come back this year, maybe take some of the the lift off the shoulders of Russell or Descalso and be that veteran guy who could put good at-bats. Or I don't know if he'll even be back next year if the Cubs choose to re-sign him or not. So I want the Cubs to go get a long-term guy that you could put at the top of the order and then let Bryant, Rizzo, Baez, Contreras, and the rest of this very deep club, once you have that leadoff guy, kind of fill in. That's what I want from the offseason. And I also would like, in a perfect world, the Cubs to extend Baez, and Bryant. Now, Bryant is represented by Boris. That might be a little bit more difficult, and Bias continues to have his stock rise, but just locking up those two guys for the future completely extends this quote-unquote championship window from 2021 to beyond. So that would be what I want to see in the offseason. Thank you, James, for asking. Those are great questions. Next question is from Nick Amati. It's with Kimbrell about to join the rotation, or the pitching staff, I should say. Will the Cubs' bullpen be the best in the National League? And that's kind of funny to think about, right? Like, beginning of the year, we're thinking, man, this is one of the worst bullpens in the National League. This is the weakness of the team. And now, just getting that last inning guy, giving the bullpen some consistency and some depth there, yeah, this is one of the better bullpen's in the National League. Let's say Brandon Morrow comes back. That's just gravy for the Chicago Cubs. But then there you have it. You've got Kimbrell in the ninth. You've got Morrow in the seventh or eighth. Strope in the seventh or eighth. You've got Kinsler, sheck Edwards that can eat up innings. Brad Brock's there somewhere. Tyler Chatwood has great stuff. All of these different options for the Cubs makes them have a pretty dynamic bullpen, and you know that plays in the playoffs, and then it only makes John Lester, Kyle Hendricks have to go six, seven innings, don't have to go six, seven innings every time, and then it takes a lot of pressure off a guy like Jose Quintana or Hugh Darvish that tries to labor through six or seven, maybe five or six, to pitch maybe four or five because you've got you can shorten the game so much from a pitching standpoint. So Kimbrel's addition, if he pitches the way we expect him to, which I believe he will, would be huge for this bullpen. Maybe not the best in the National League. You know, the Dodgers have a pretty good bullpen. The Cardinals and Brewers have good bullpens as well, even though they've had some injuries. But yeah, it's right near the top and definitely a bullpen that'll play in the playoffs. Next one is from Chelsea Sanko. Not too sure this is a uh, podcast appropriate, but it's who is hotter, Rizzo or Bryant? Um, I think most would say Chris Bryant. I know uh, my girlfriend and a couple others would say Rizzo, but at the plate right now, I think it's Chris Bryant. I know that's not the way you're asking the question, but Bryant's having a pretty good average month. He's uh, got his overall batting average up to 287, but um, in the month of June, over 300, and he's starting to get the power stroke back, so looks like Bryant would be hotter by that definition. Then John Albacai asked, why doesn't Wrigley allow cup snakes when you drink, when you drink the beers? You stack your cups. The Wrigley Field Security has no longer allowed that. I don't really know why, but um, thanks for the question, John. And then Kara Cullerton asked, will they win the World Series? Now, that's a really tough question to answer at this point. Um, not even at the All-Star break yet. The Cubs have kind of been limping to the finish line towards the All-Star break. Um, They've played below five hundred ball, I believe, since Ben Zobrist has left. However, they still sit at the top of the NL Central, with we know is one of the hardest divisions in baseball. So it's a tough, tough question to answer. I think the Dodgers are definitely that supreme talent in the National League, much like the Cubs were in two thousand and sixteen. I definitely think the Cubs have what it takes. I think they've been there before. They might be a piece or two away. Um And kind of going back to that question from James, I think the Cubs also will look to add a left-handed reliever, whether it be Will Smith, somebody that has good stuff from the left side because Kyle Ryan and Mike Montgomery have been struggling as of late. So maybe somebody to eat up some innings and be a left-handed specialist would be a big um, signing or trade during this season as well. So back to that James question. But for Kara, I think the Cubs definitely can. I'm not sure if they will. The American League representative, whether it's the Astros, Yankees, Red Sox, Twins, whoever it might be, there's going to be tough as well. So definitely not um, the favorite of favorites, but definitely has a good shot to get there or potentially win the World Series. And then one last question from Zane Bando, a good friend of mine who is also in the journalism field, asked, what is the key for the Cubs to maintain success as we look toward the month of July? Well, Zan, that's a really tough question to answer because it's hard for me to say the Cubs have had success lately. You know, the perfect game hasn't really come together. They've been really struggling with runners in scoring position. They're relying too much on the home run ball. While they are the only team with five players to have 15-plus in Schwarber, Contreras, Bryant, Rizzo, and Baez, but that's not enough to win games, especially in the playoffs. So I think the key to maintain success is um, something that David Kaplan on his talk show kind of discovered with Anthony Rizzo. Obviously pitching has to be there. You've got to have good pitching. That's a key for any team to have success, so I'm not going to um, spend a lot of time on that. But I think offensively the key to the success is, as Joe Mann keeps saying, be better with runners in scoring position. Put the ball in play more, hard, on the ground, line drives, don't rely too much on the long ball, and grind out your at-bats. Take your walks when they're there. Make the pitcher work because, like Anthony Rizzo said on Dave Kaplan's show, the more and more I work gives Javi Baez a better shot to get a hit because Baez usually bats after Rizzo. So something along those lines is keep grounding out your at-bats. That way nobody is an easy out. Every out is tough more mistakes will occur, and therefore more runs will occur. So I think that'll be the biggest key for the Cubs to not only maintain their success as they are currently in first place in the NL Central, but kind of build on that and become the perennial World Series contender that we know that they can be. So thank you for all of you who asked questions. I appreciate it. I'd, uh, I think this is a pretty good idea. I'd like to do it in the future, ask you guys Um, To give me some questions or things that you'd like to talk about, Um, really quick now, I just want to talk about Chris Bryant. I know he's been taking a lot of heat, social media, from the experts, whatever, about two things. One, not driving in a lot of runs, and two, just not being the player that we thought he would be. Well, I'm going to start by saying this. Mark DeRosa did an excellent um, comparison on uh, MLB Central today that, that shows His numbers right now and his numbers in the year that he won the most valuable player award in the National League are very similar through this point in the season so think about that for a second now here's the other thing I want to say Brian had more opportunity to drive in runs that year a lot of people are saying you know Chris doesn't drive in runs maybe we should drop him in the order maybe he shouldn't be too but here here I'll give you this Dexter Fowler was a great leadoff man got on base a lot for Bryant who was able to drive him in more and then you had the bottom of the order guy whoever that might be whether it was Russell for part of the year I think Zobris batted eight or ninth um well, or Hayward maybe in 2016 those guys were getting on base for Bryant now let's take a look at this currently Schwarber's been batting in front of him and then guys eight nine in the order have been maybe Elmora, Descalso, Bodie, So here's this. In the last seven days, Schwarber's on-base percentage has been 230. Elmores has been 188. Descalso, 222. And Bodie, 227 in the last seven games. If guys aren't getting on-base for you, you can't drive in runs. As simple as that. Obviously, the long ball's there, and Chris has hit one yesterday and I think two in the past seven games. But if guys aren't getting on-base for you, you can't drive in runs, but let me show you where Chris Bryant's value is if he's not driving in those runs. Chris's on-base percentage on the year is nearly 400 towards the tops in the National League and the MLB. I believe he's at 394 or 395 coming into play today against the Atlanta Braves. That puts Bryant on base basically four out of ten times for Rizzo, for Baez, and for Contreras. That's why those three guys have more RBIs than Bryant, And that's why Bryant leads the Cubs in runs scored and is near the tops in the whole league in runs scored. He gets on base, and he comes around to score because guys who drive in runs are batting behind him. If Bryant has the opportunity to drive in more runs, I know a lot of people say he's been too too first pitch heavy in some of his bigger at-bats, and he's not very clutch, but if you give him more and more chances, obviously he's going to drive in more runs, and he'll look to be more clutch. And here's the other thing I'm gonna say. Bryant's average is getting up to 287. He looks like a, a good hitter. He looks like an all-star. And I think I don't think he might start, but I think he definitely does look like an all-star. And he keeps on setting the table for Rizzo, for Baez, and for Contreras. That's why those guys are gonna have the RBI numbers where Brian has the on base and the run score. So that's what it looks like to me. And also Bryant's reached base in 23 straight games. That's kind of flying under the radar as of late because of offensive struggles with runners in scoring position and this and that. But Bryant really hasn't been that bad, as many people have been saying. I think he should be an all-star, probably not start the game. I think Arenado and Anthony Rendon should be the third baseman representatives and then Chris Bryant. And on the topic of all-stars, let's talk about the Cubs. The final vote ends in about an hour, I believe. Looks like Baez and Contreras are in line to start, which they should. They have both been the best player at their positions in the National League. Yasmani Grandal close behind Contreras. And Trevor Story, I think, would be the best challenger to Baez. Rizzo, great player, one of the best Cubs on the team, one of the most consistent, great leaders, great guy on and off the field. But I think he's the fourth best first baseman in the National League this year. Freddie Freeman has been absolutely destroying the ball and hitting for average. Same with Josh Bell. Both of those guys deserve the start. One of them's going to get it. The next guy I think should be first off the bench or the DH in the game. And then Pete Alonzo, a rookie nearing almost 30 homers in the first half. That's unheard of. So I think he might get a nod over Rizzo if Rizzo doesn't win the final vote. But I think Rizzo should still make the team. So that's four all-stars right there. It looks like... In the outfield, it's going to be Bellinger, Yelich, totally deserving, and then either Ronald Acuna Jr. or Charlie Blackman fighting for that third and final starting spot. I think the fourth one will make the team. I do think Jack Peterson will make the team. I don't think Hayward, Schwarber, or Elmora will unless they win the final vote. Um, they, they just haven't had all-star seasons. They don't deserve it. Kudos to the Cubs fans for voting and getting them to where they are, but they're simply not the best players at that position. I think maybe a Nick Marcakis might make it from Atlanta. for Dugo, maybe. Or a a Jeff McNeil, if they get him in as an outfielder rather than a third or second baseman. I think potentially Bryce Harper might get in just because of the name that he brings to the All-Star game and the ratings and that type of thing. Uh, Maybe a David Peralta from Arizona has also been playing well. And then the last position, second base, I think it's a I think Mike Moustakis deserves it. Um, 24, 25 homers, 50-something RBIs, 280, 290 average, but a lot of people are voting for Cattell Marte. Totally fine with me. Average up over 300 for the Diamondbacks. Really good year for him, and he'll probably start the All-Star Game for the National League. Um, Pitching-wise, I think the guy that should probably start that game, maybe it's Max Scherzer. Hanjin Ryu has been really good for The Dodgers, I think Walker Bueller probably makes the team too. Um, Pitching-wise, I think Kyle Hendricks had a good shot, but he's been hurt for a while. I think Cole Hamels will make the all-star team for the Cubs as well. Now, I've gotten a lot of questions and just been pondering, and I wrote an article for Cubs HQ about this as well, just the roster in general, Um, especially the pitching staff. Where do we go from here with Kimbrell up? They sent Tony Barnett down. Um, I think when Carl Edwards returns... Potentially, that could mean Brad Brock, Mike Montgomery, or Kyle Ryan get sent down to the minors or DFA'd. They have not been great, Um, but I don't think you should give up on those guys. They definitely have the stuff and the talent. Uh, I think Kyle Ryan's our best lefty specialist, so to speak, right now until the Cubs go make a move, but I think Edwards has value over all three of those guys. Then when Hendricks comes back, it's going to be interesting what the Cubs do because I think Adbert Alzali, whether it be in the rotation as a long reliever in the bullpen somewhere, I think he deserves a spot on this team because I think if you're trying to make the playoffs you should have the best guys up and I think Alzali is definitely one of the better pitchers over a guy like Brock or a Montgomery or a Kyle Ryan so then let's say the bullpen the starting rotation keeps Hendricks, Lester, Hamels, Quintana Darvish, obviously those five look um pretty much as locks. I'll say Alzali is a six guy, maybe a hybrid. So that's six. Then you got Kinsler, Strope, sheck Edwards, and Kimbrell. There's eleven. So you got two more spots. And those of those two spots you gotta give Kyle Ryan, Mike Montgomery, Brad Brock. Somebody of those three is gonna get dropped off. Maybe two if the Cubs go and get a left-handed reliever. That's where I think the Cubs are pitching-wise. Then offensively, obviously Schwarber's here to stay. Amor's not going anywhere. Hayward's not going anywhere. The infield is solid as could be. Rizzo, Baez, Bryant. Bodie's here to stay. Um, Then you get down, obviously, Contreras and Caratini as well, unless the Cubs go get a veteran backup catcher. But here's, here's the question marks. Russell Descalso, Carlos Gonzalez. All three have really underperformed, especially over the last month. All three are not really under the books, or on the books, I should say, for the next couple of years, so there's really no harm in letting any of those three go, especially Russell, who has the off-field issues. You got Ian Happen, the minors, who is vying for a chance to come up and contribute to this team. And you've also got Robel Garcia in the minors, raking with over 20 homers this year, could come up and play second base. So that fourth outfielder and then second base spot seems to be where the Cubs lack the depth. I think one move, and then maybe Zobras coming back September 1st like is the rough date that they're saying. Maybe one move to get a second baseman or a leadoff guy that plays the outfield, something along that nature. And then saying goodbye to one or two of those guys, kind of completing your playoff roster, I think that looks like the best option for the Cubs and the best way for the Cubs to make a deep run into the postseason and potentially win the second World Series of most of our lifetimes and the Theo Epstein era. Next week on the Cubs Corner Podcast, we're going to give Danny Rocket, who is with NBC Sports outside the Ivy, but also the Ron San, the San Ranto podcast, excuse me, there. And then Tony Andracchi, the Cubs expert from NBC Sports Chicago, is gonna come on as well at some point during the next week. And we're also trying to get Cubs legend Carrie Wood on the podcast as well. Thank you all for listening to this edition of the Cubs Corner podcast presented by Cubs HQ. Once again, my name is Anthony Pasquale. Thank you all for the questions and for tuning in. We'll be back with an episode soon. Catch previous and future and this episode on SoundCloud, as well as Apple Podcasts and anywhere else you may find your podcasts, like Stitcher, Google Play, or anywhere like that. Thanks again for listening to the Cubs Corner Podcast. Let's hope the Cubs can squeeze this one out against the Atlanta Braves. They currently trail 6-4. to four in the fifth and maybe we'll see craig kimbrell hang his arm and fly the w today thanks for joining us so long